Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Luck We Had, a shameless recap podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Amanda. I am joined by our other host. His name is Evan. And we have our returning <laughs> guest star, pretty much other host, Lena. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hello. This is a mini-sode for Season 11, Episode 8, Cancelled. And we are very excited to jump into it because there have been mixed reviews out on the internet about this episode. I personally loved it. I loved it. I thought it yeah, was really I good. Really, I really enjoyed it. I feel like I've heard a lot of people say like a couple negative things about it. I'm like, what show are you watching this time? Well, it's like, <laughs> sure, there were negative aspects. Like, I do have beefs that I will get into. Yeah. But they're not like... Re- they're not like deal breakers for me like it's not a deal breaker for me to be like this is a shitty episode no this is a really good episode actually yeah, this is the third really good episode they've had in a row like fucking killing it and gold star to first time director shinola hampton yeah she did so good she oh my really god it was good. fucking brilliant she did that and i'm so happy for her and did that. you guys watch her like instagram story she posted a bunch of videos that she had taken like during the process and like Damn, she was working really hard. She was working on it since November. November. And acting and directing at the same time, too. Like, you better get it, Shinola. Good for you. That, but it's, like, her positivity, too. I feel like she is just the most fun director. I feel like everybody had a good... She made sure, like, everybody had a good time. I love it. I'm so happy for her. I'm so glad that this was her debut. And I personally think she fucking killed it. I'm excited to see if she gets to direct in the future too. Like, that's so cool. Yeah, if she if she keeps acting or just switches straight to directing, we will see. Does both. So I put out, I sent you guys a list of the way I want to go into this episode. Debbie, Carl, Kev V, Liam, Frank, Lip, Ian, Mickey. Because let's just get the stuff we don't like out of the way up at the top. Let's okay, just do it. I do. Let's go for Debbie. Let's go for Debbie. Let's go for Debbie. Debbie. Um, I continue to hate Debbie every single week. She is severely irredeemable at this point. It's so, like, first of all, you're she's just being a bad mom. Like, there was no reason... Prince was still at her house and her daughter was at her house and she just went fucking bye, goodbye. Yeah, and it was like, good for Sandy for staying like the whole night. Like she was like, I mean, I know they had that big fight and Debbie just stormed off, but like at least Sandy stayed. She wasn't just like, fuck you guys, like watch these kids. Even for a kid that she did not want to take care of and explicitly said she didn't want to take care of, she recognized he was her responsibility for the night. Like, right. I cannot believe Royal did not come back that whole night. I know. I was so surprised. Like, they had Debbie, like, she was gone an entire night and, like, the good part of the next day. Like, Franny was out of school by the time she didn't, she showed her face back at the house. The whole next day. Well, because the school actually called her and was like. Yeah, she was like, no one picked up your damn kid. Like, like, you're, and she was like, oh, my girlfriend was supposed to pick her up. First of all, fucking liar. But it's just like. Oh my god. I will say the one the one thing Debbie did that I was like sure like cool was when she punched that guy in the face after he hit on her. That was fine. I don't know why the writers suddenly needed the lesbian to have sex with a gay man in the back of the Oh my god. Oh my god. And then and then him being married? Are you kidding me? It's like first of all, the sexual assault of men played for laughs because he was coked up as shit. But it's like the fact that she pressured him into it. Like I it's also weird to me that the show has like kind of gone back and forth on Debbie being like, I'm bisexual or like, I'm fully lesbian. Like, it's like, what's like, if she's bisexual, just make her bisexual. I don't care. But it's the fact that they over and over again, were like, she's lesbian, she's lesbian, she's lesbian. And then they're like, 
mm, Debbie does coke and gets horny and has sex with a gay guy. Why? So fucking stupid. So fucking stupid. Just pisses me off. And it's like, yeah, the sexual assault of men played for laughs again and again and again. And also making me hate the gay women. Actually, Callista was cool. I liked her. Callista was great. But like making me hate gay women in this show, I will never forgive them. Callista, the owner of the bar who took Debbie in when she was super fucked up and just gave her her bed and didn't make a move on her. And then hung out with her the whole next day and expressed concern when Debbie was over drinking and like checking on her despite the fact she had a full bar to take care of. I respect that woman. I I respect that woman. I just, yeah, I just wish like, because I know they're probably going to have Debbie hook up with her. I, I honestly just wish it would be like, they're just friends. Yeah. They need a good, just like solid, like like when Nessa was a character. I'm I'm glad that they established that she was sleeping on the couch, though. Yeah, same. Because then it like it like really cemented her as like a good character in my brain. Yeah, I mean like obviously this storyline screamed we wanted to write another Fiona storyline. That's what this storyline screamed to me. We only know how to write for Fiona, and we're just gonna make Emma do it. Like <laughs> that's yeah. what I yeah. It's just like, and I'm sure Emma like really enjoyed playing like a another side of Debbie but it's like oh my god I this was straight up a Fiona storyline like yeah this was something that Fiona would for sure do with the exception of it being like oh I'm gay I'm also gay like it's like Fiona would just like have sex with another guy despite like being in a fight with her boyfriend right yeah. like it's just yeah. like anyway um that's all I have to say about her. I really- I loved Sandy being like, I came here to tell you that you are a bitch. <laughs> I can't believe that was her exit though. Like, like the fact a that Galovich she just- A Galovich porch breakup. A well, Galovich porch that, breakup. But like, she just walked out and then it's like, we're never going to see her again. She just walked out like she didn't matter. Yeah. I'm sad that that's the closure we got with her. Because there isn't any closure with that exit. Right? Yeah. It's just- And moving on to another storyline I fucking hate, Carl. You know what? okay Uh, okay so the vice squad thing i did the vice squad thing i was like whatever like like because you know the cop stuff and whatnot but it's like one cop was a bully on glee he was one of karofsky's i remember yes 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 which the black one wait yeah oh my god his his name was uh azimio on glee yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) um it's just like but the fact that carl spent the entire episode looking out for his family i liked that and looking really out like for that. Kevin V. Like, he he fucked up his own job. Yeah. When he called Tammy, when he called Tammy and Lip, oh, I was, like, so glad that he called Tammy before he called Lip. Oh, yeah. Right? It's just, like, like Carl is, like, it's, he's just really good, good-hearted. I just enjoy him. Like, like I know that it's, like, the cop Like, thing. this was him, like, turning a corner in the cop storyline, but I still hate it. Right. And, like, yeah. I know that because of the the description for episode 10 which we read like uh uh, back a couple episodes it was like podcast episode like minisode five or something Mm -hmm. um it does come to a head i just like i don't know it feels like he's really turning a corner and it feels like the show is moving towards a more like by having carl like act out like like you know try to actually get like real justice within a corrupt system it feels like the show is moving towards like, okay, cops are bad. Mm-hmm. Right? Like they're slowly but surely they are getting there. So yeah, the Carl, the Carl storyline's a whole thing. Uh, but the Kevin V storyline was like pure cuteness. Like the I, whole episode. Cementing that they are the most stable couple on the entire show. Like 
cementing again and again. Kev was just doing so much good. Like, he knew V was in a bad mood. He knew she was upset about his mom. So you know what he did? He planned a wedding for them. Well, yeah, because he had, like, put in the application, like, to get their time zone back a while ago. Oh, my God. My dog just snored really loud. Um, <laughs> sorry if you are if you hear, hear that. Um... Okay. Yeah, I just, the only thing is, like, when they were in that wedding scene, I was just looking at Steve, and I was just like, mm, bald as shit. He too bald, too shiny. <laughs> <laughs> bald as shit. I think, uh, I, I wish we would have seen the whole ceremony. Yeah. Uh, Amy and Gemma, they were so cute. I wanted to hear them do their vows and maybe, like, have Amy and Gemma say something. Like, I feel like that would have been so cute. And I was actually genuinely surprised that they didn't have anyone else in the alibi besides just, like, Carol and them and the kids. I was expecting maybe, like... like not even Kermit and Tommy. Yeah, I was only expecting Kermit and Tommy. But I love how we made Tommy set up all the direct... Uh, uh, well, and this is, like... This is so cute. And leaving Tommy and Kermit alone in the bar to, like, set up for the wedding and stuff is further cementing this whole idea that it's, like, Tommy and Kermit are going to take over the bar. Yep. That's what I I mentioned to Sebastian when we were watching it. I was like, look at them, Tommy alone watching the bar once again. They put in some trust in that boy. Do you guys think Tommy and Kermit are still hooking up? Let's never have that conversation. Why not? I'm going to say no. I hate that for them. No, uh, I hate that. I thought it was kind of funny. I have decided that that never happened. So. Uh, I think it did happen, and I thought it was really funny. <laughs> I bet they also say it didn't happen because they probably didn't kiss. So well, they probably... A whole Ian Mickey oh, Ian and Mickey didn't kiss, so it never really happened. Yep, they they're married kiss, now. So it didn't happen. Okay, so in 10 years, Tommy and Kermit are going to be... <laughs> Tommy exactly, and that's the married? new spinoff. <laughs> that's the new spinoff. It's Tommy and Kermit just running the alibi, and then all the other characters just pop in every now and then. <laughs> uh, you know that. You know that Jim Hoffmaster would do that, though. <laughs> oh my god, he would write it and direct it himself. I was, like, genuinely surprised that Kevin V had, like, such a big storyline in this episode, though, because when V was like, I'm going up to bed, I thought, I'm like, that'd be a perfect way for Shinola to direct the episode if V just spends the episode in bed. If V's just in <laughs> bed the whole episode, so she doesn't have to shoot around herself. I didn't even think about I think, it that way. Yeah, I mean, I think that the episode was written before they decided who was going yeah. to direct, so it's, like, honestly, like, they couldn't really get around that, but there was minimal. There was minimal V in this episode, so she didn't have to do like. Too yeah, it much. seems like they probably worked some things around to have her in it a bit less, just because she was going to be directing fucking the entire episode. So they were like, "Let's give her a break." <laughs> it must have been so powerful, though, directing yourself in an episode. God. <laughs> yeah. Now William's done it. Emmy has done it. And now Shinola has done it. Uh... Something tells me Cameron's going to go into directing. After the oh yeah! Don't he, that don't, that don't give him too much power. <laughs> he's gonna write. He's going to write, and he's going to direct. He's yeah. That. His he's gonna write and direct, and in some he's gonna write and direct, but not star in in probably like some weird pretentious film. <laughs> he's gonna make some like indie film or oh, something. Oh, he's got you know he's gonna make an indie short. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> new a24 star cameron monaghan he's gonna write and direct and his girlfriend's gonna star speaking of cameron's oh my girlfriend god. my god she is attractive she's beautiful. good job she's cameron. so pretty and but before let's get back on track of the episode liam and frank i first of all i'm loving that all of the major moments of frank in this season have been with the smallest members of the family frank and franny Literally. frank and liam like i love i love that i 
because it seems like they're really they're really giving a lot to Christian in that they're having like they're focusing a lot on like Liam's reaction to Frank breaking down and also this whole idea of like well where's Liam gonna go if like no one wants to take him in I'm so happy he won the iPad good for him I'm so happy the middle school literally he's a genius (laughs) my roommate and I when we were watching the episode I like turned to her and I was like any person that they make the title of the school is they're gonna because like you know culture changes it's like it's gonna be problematic why not just name it after a location like like Riverbrook or something and she was like right that makes like right and it's like okay Liam and I having the same brain I also hate the way that that like I know the episode is called canceled and whatever but I hate the way that they're like well everybody's just way too sensitive so we're gonna find some we're gonna bring up all these names that we're gonna find 20 year old things like like they're just trying to be like, isn't it silly and stupid cancel culture? I'm like, no, it's consequences. It's just consequences and, for actions. And they totally, like, were not even using, like, every single person they would reference was, like, a pedophile. Or they definitely did right. something that wasn't, like, cancel-worthy. It was legal action-worthy. Okay, but the Dennis <laughs> Hastert shade in this episode, they were like, fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> fuck literally. that guy. So true. Um, but, like, even V was, like, the child molester? Good, they fucking need to rename that school. Yeah, and- yeah. I mean, it is, like, with the other stuff. It's, like, obviously, cancel culture is very much, like, if what you did wasn't, like, so But, awful. like, I'm saying, like, the Martin Luther King and the Gandhi thing that they shot down. Like, it's so stupid. Oh, the Gandhi thing? That was, yeah, that was just being, like, oh, that's so stupid. But, like, real-life cancel culture, nobody is, like... Even, like, people that get quote-unquote canceled, like, comedians who commit sexual assault or engage in conversations with minors they don't get canceled, canceled for it, get brought back on stage, like, two fucking months later, so... Except for Chris Delia. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. he tried. He, he tried to, to do a comeback. Yeah. Yeah, but then everybody was like, uh, we found more dirt on you. But we're letting Louis C.K. just sneak right back up onto stages. We I really are. Him. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Ugh. It's so stupid. Um... But, like, poor Liam, this whole episode, poor Liam. Like, Carl is a good brother to him. And Lip and Ian were really good brothers, too. They checked in with him, and and Ian's like, dude, I'm so sorry. I was going to be there, I promise. Like, I love that Carl showed up, though. Well, and it was like, he spent the whole episode being like, can we please get this done so we can go to Liam's thing? And then it was like, obviously, Terry was like, dead as shit. (laughs) Yeah, it was like, obviously, Terry, dead as shit. Everyone cheered. But Frank losing his shit in front of everybody was just really sad for me. It was really yeah. sad. And then at the end, when the doctor told them that he had dementia, he was like, why are we at the hospital? Like, like, did one of you guys have another baby? And Lip just looked at him and was like, you have dementia. Okay, the one thing about that scene that kind of like, it was funny, but also I was like, that's stupid. When the doctor was like, so he didn't tell you that he had dementia? I was like, it's because he has dementia! That's why! <laughs> I was like, you stupid what she doctor. probably, What she probably thought was that they knew that he ended up in the ER, and they would be like, did they give you any paper? Like, whatever. Like, let me check your pockets, whatever. Like, they probably, but like, she probably assumed that they cared more about what he does day to day. The way that they took in a patient, diagnosed him with dementia, didn't call anybody about it. And just put a paper in the dementia patient's pocket and sent him home, expecting anything to come of that. Like, he wouldn't forget 
or throw it away because he has fucking dementia. Or be angry at the diagnosis like he was and throw away the paper or crumple it up and put it somewhere yeah. else. I mean, because it was like Monica's dead. I, they pro- The hospital probably had like Fiona on file or something, but it's like obviously probably. the show doesn't fucking give a shit about Fiona. <laughs> but they, obviously they can't be like, oh my God, Fiona called us and then like not show it. Like Fiona called us, yeah. Frank has dementia. Like that's just such a shitty way to find out. Like, yeah, interesting. that's like really like going around everything being like Fiona called and said Frank has dementia they'd be like the fuck you mean Fiona called <laughs> I did love the whole thing in the morning when every when like the little signs were coming the through remote. of Frank with his dementia with oh, the remote yeah. I loved Mickey looking at him like the fuck is going on there like well he thought it was like really funny he probably thought Frank was high because it's like oh Frank does drugs he's probably high as shit but then it but then later it's like oh my god he's not even high he just has dementia <laughs> I didn't even think about it like that. It's like, that's probably why the kids didn't really seem anything out of the ordinary because just like him being fucked up all the time, like he's so prone to doing like the weirdest stuff and saying the weirdest stuff and forgetting things and stuff like that. Because you could see the, you could see how fucked up they all were in that hospital. Like you could see their faces where they were like all of them, like all of them. I think it started to click for Liam when he was like, uh, bringing this up, like blah, blah, blah. The, the whole toilet paper thing, like when he went to the bathroom twice. Yeah. I think that was when it clicked for Liam. And when Liam's like, you just said that to me 30 seconds ago. Well, he was like, something's wrong, but I don't know what it is. But this isn't like normal Frank. Because even for a, even for a drunk and a druggie, mm-hmm. it's like, I feel like Frank doesn't ever really get like that fucked up. Yeah, that was a straight up replay of what just happened. That wasn't like stumbling through anything. That was just like reverse play again like Mm -hmm. the same conversation but like i said frank interacting with the youngest members of the family through this whole first half and like this first part of the second half of the season is like just i feel like it was such a good narrative choice to have him with Mm -hmm. franny and with liam like that like when i tell you that francis franny episode was probably like my favorite probably at the top list of like it's one of my favorite episodes of this season so far like especially like it was, like, the first telltale signs of, like, Frank and the dementia. We got a lot of Franny and Paris. Fucking love that girl to death. She is so yes. good. <laughs> I feel so bad that, that like, it seems like the whole cast and, like, the whole fan base is, like, Paris is the only Franny. Guys, there's another Franny. Presley Schrader. But it's, like, she's it, she doesn't seem as, like, extroverted as Paris. And, like, she doesn't have as... Paris's mom runs a hell of an Instagram, too. Mm-hmm. Right? Paris's mom is like, I'm posting content. Oh, yeah. She's feeding us that content. And so everybody's like, Paris, we love her. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. It's really interesting that Frank Frank's main interactions have been with the youngest members of the family because his whole thing this season has been about legacy, like preserving his yeah, legacy. So he's going for the younger ones. And it's like, the way to preserve your legacy is to pass down stories and memories to the younger generation. So it's like, oh, my God. I'm going to be really sad when he dies, yeah. actually. And that's our prediction, too. Because since when Jim put up yeah. that thing when they were filming the finale and, and they said, Bill was Bill wrapped yesterday, but he's here today when we're shooting this big final scene. So I'm like, oh, so he died. Yeah, because so it's like... Yeah, so he's not going to be in the last scene, like in the UK well, version. <laughs> but in the UK version, Frank doesn't die. He just leaves. I know, he just he just walks yeah. up, but he's not going to be Yeah, because it's like, like he wrapped I mean. a full day earlier when they were doing the Gallagher house shots he didn't even 
he wasn't even because it, it looks like the last shot is like in the alibi and then like outside the alibi there's like a probably a fire like a bonfire well in the uk and version apparently um somebody set a car on fire outside of the alibi frank yeah. frank set a car on fire and then dips and they all party around it and that's kind of similar to like the first scene in the yeah. pilot but so yeah bill was not filming in the alibi the last the last scene in the alibi that they did but yeah the frank like William H. Macy continues to kill it this season. When they give Frank substance, like, I cannot believe the first episode of this season was part of this season, because I hated it so fucking much. Oh my god, the first season was so bad. I mean, the first episode was so bad. They spend so much time, make like, because it's like, everybody is pretty, like, layered as a character. Like, they've had good moments, they've had sad moments, happy moments, sad moments, angry moments. But it's like, Frank rarely is anything other than drunk drunk and um conniving it's like he rarely gets sad and depressed in the show so it's like when it, when you do get to see that it's like really good i wish i wish frank was a little bit more of a layered character like this se- this season feels as good as his season four arc did when he was dying of liver cancer because it is it is an <laughs> elevated version of him it's him facing his mortality and that is always interesting to watch and it gives him something new to work with. Uh, and that season four arc was so good. And it's also like, because then it examines Frank's relationships with his kids on on a level that is more than like money because you have the whole Emily moment. So it's like something, something's yeah. cooking. But um, let's go to the oldest male in the family that's not Frank, Lip Gallagher. Lip. Okay, so I was listening to our last week's episode, and Lena, you said in last week, Tammy will not put up <laughs> with any bullshit, any criminal activity. In this episode, she's like, let's fucking kill my brother-in-law. She was like, this crime is making me horny. Okay, well, she moved the boxes and got pissed because she was like, uh, Carl called me and they have a warrant. So, like, I moved the box. She was so mad. She was like, I'm doing what's best for, like, our family. I love that Lip was like, oh, so you got a call from Carl and you immediately knew what to do. That's kind of hot. That's kind of hot that you're... He was like, that Gallagher is that Gallagher rubbing off on you a little bit. And the fact that she was like, I'm, I'm kind of turned on right now. And I was like, yes! <laughs> it was like, MILF, DILF. Let's make this happen. Guys, come, <laughs> let's, let's go. Let's, let's bada bing, bada boom. What's so interesting is it's like, okay, old Shameless. And people on like the Facebook groups and shit have complained about this. But it's like old Shameless. When that happened, they would have had like a two minute sex scene between Liv yeah. and Tammy. Oh, Nothing, yeah. just a cutaway. So now I'm starting to feel like I'm like, oh, like not having sex scenes between like other characters is like not them being like, we hate these other characters. They're just moving away from that entirely. Yeah. Which I think is honestly pretty good. Do you good. think a lot of the time in previous seasons, it was because Emmy was the wow factor of the show. So they wanted to include that? Yeah. Okay. Yes. I think it might also be a combination too of COVID things, let's not do sex scenes and oh true i didn't even think about covid not wanting to be like pressed up against each other yeah and moving away from like and maybe let's spend time that we spend on sex scenes on other stories and also have ian and mickey have the most sex scenes this season yeah you've had one so yes but wait hold on but before we get into ian and mickey i want to jump in a lip lip and tammy a little more too because this storyline first of all honorable mention layla love you layla Layla. Of course, always. She did so great. And she I wish so I wish good. we could see more of her, but I don't think we will. 
Yeah. I also love Kate Miner tweeting, my bestie got to be my co-star. I'm like, maybe that's why Noel and Kate seem like such good friends on set. And maybe that's why Mickey and, and Tammy have such good chemistry with each other. Because Noel and Kate- Mickey and Tammy are like, we're besties. They're like, we have wine together. We know. They're besties. But, sorry. We just keep- I We keep getting off track, but it's like- uh, Jeremy on White did a really good job this week, again, like he always does. And this lip storyline has me fucking worried. I don't like the introducing a whole intricate storyline for him with only four episodes to go. And I am increasingly mm-hmm. worried that his brother-in-law is going to rat out Mickey. Like, I am increasingly uh, worried about I it. I don't think so. I mean, everybody thinks that, that like- That thing? Uh-uh. Everybody's like, oh my god, he's gonna rat out Mickey. Mickey's gonna go to jail. No, he's, he's still here, guys. I don't think he's gonna, like, like, he was in the finale. He's fine. Yeah, no one knows Mickey's involved as of now. Like, it seems like the police have only contacted Brad because he's a former employer. It's also, like, if anything, the only, the they could only trace it back to Lip and Brad. And if both of them because are, like, if both there. of them are, like, we are better than, like, we are not gonna snitch. Obviously, Ian would probably be, like, what the fuck? You can't snitch. Yeah. Like, like, I would, like, he would be pissed. It's like, they're not going to give Mickey up. If anything, they'd give each other up. Here's the thing. I've been traumatized by this show. I know that I saw a picture of Noel filming the last scene. I know that Mickey is in the last scene. I know that in my heart. But my brain is like, they're fucking tricking you. They're fucking tricking you. Mickey, Mickey literally in the description of episode 10. And they're like, it had, his, his description has nothing to do with Lip's storyline. But yet I'm like, what if he gets arrested and goes to jail though <laughs> but the trauma though mm. why is he hitting lip though <laughs> but the trauma like i feel like it's probably going to be something dead dad related dead dad or drinking wait first i want to touch on sobriety yes i was about to mention that too because i was gonna say he looked even though he probably lip looks was like held shit for a while he looked like fuck shit he looks so bad um i think lip is still drinking I don't think I, do I don't think Dra- Brad is. I think Brad. I don't think Brad is either. Brad seems like the way Brad was reacting to things seems like he's just scared more mm. than anything. Like he's right. just thinking realistically at this point. Like he's just freaking tweaking out and has anxiety about the whole situation. He didn't seem like he was drinking at all because he's like, uh, I did something bad. And Lip's like, no. Lip's like, <laughs> no, you didn't. Wink. Okay, but also <laughs> running away from an individual outside of a police department chasing them, tackling them, yelling and fighting, and then shoving them into a car all outside of a police department. (laughs) I was like, okay, cool. You guys are being so subtle for yourselves. But it's also like, they could just be like, oh, we were beefing, so. That's true. But I was just like, you guys just, you just left here like two hours ago, Lip. (laughs) Like, you're gonna get your ass back in there. I don't know. I I just don't like such a needlessly complicated storyline when we're like two steps away from the finish line like i don't know i wish they'd given him something else it is gonna be hard they should have definitely done the robbery earlier and then had all of the consequences come a bit sooner because like as you said we have four episodes left and now we don't know if lip is gonna go to jail or if brad's gonna go to jail or like what's gonna happen i mean it is hard because it's like you have to have an episode you have to have an episode with the bait with the whole like baby thing their baby getting sick because that's the whole reason he sold born free you have to have an episode where they sold born free you have to have an episode where and like maybe in the same one lip gets fired you have to have an episode where they come up with a plan you have to have an episode where they rob you have to have an episode where it takes a while for the police to find out like it's just like it already this is like halfway through the season so but they should have known better than to 
create such like a large plot device that is just kind of like it's been helping progress the the season but then now we're just like okay you're running out of time so it, where, where is it gonna go i wish they would have extended to 14 episodes like they did with season yeah. nine but i feel like they know. definitely could have gotten some more out of it especially for the showtime run or, or or even if the last two episodes were like an hour and a half instead of an hour yeah so i found out uh the other day i was reading an interview that the announcement of the last season showtime had to be like john this is going to be the last season we decided you do not take it to any other network because i know that you could get a season 12 at different networks but we don't want you to so out of respect for us like don't do that fuck interesting right I'm that's so interesting that Showtime had to be like okay okay John it's enough no well I mean I'm sure John was like "Eh, like whatever nearing the end well it's this is the only show he's ever worked on that he's been in the writer's room the entire time obviously like at the end he kind of tapped out and like didn't even come to the last couple days of filming but it's like this is the Mm -hmm. only show he's ever worked on that he's been in the writer's room the entire time yeah so they were like we know you could probably get it picked up at another network but like we really, really encourage I don't want you not sh- to. I don't want Shameless to become like a Hulu yeah. original. Like I'm good. <laughs> and we love the John Wells slander in the in the video oh of them god. all rapping. We love the John Wells slander from Bill. Oh my it's god! Bill started it. Bill was like, and John somebody, and John somebody, and Noel was like, John who? Who's that? Get him, Noel. <laughs> I didn't watch that video. Is that the one when they're all like during like the last film? Yeah, like Cameron is like introducing everybody and like everybody's clapping for everybody and Noel says Cam's name and they say like they're DP and everybody that was around and then <laughs> and then William H. Mace is like and John somebody and Noel's like yeah John who? John who? Like <laughs> like can you believe he didn't even come? Like maybe he had his reasons but it's like I'm pretty sure he was just like I'm fed up. I'm fed up with the I bitches. just love Noel, Noel yeah. saying that. Like, I'm sure they're going to say, oh, it was all in jest. But, like, John Wells literally said, I'm about to start giving out Noel's phone number so that people stop asking me why we aren't bringing Mickey back. Like, John Wells has <laughs> said that in interviews. And doxed him. His ass got doxed. <laughs> he has fully put the onus of Mickey being cut out of some seasons on Noel. Like, it wasn't like they were not paying him, which is what it was. They weren't paying him. But they're like, oh, no, actually, Noel wanted to leave. Like, the fucking slander he put on him. I just loved it. It was cathartic hearing John who? John who? Obviously, if, like, he has an NDA and it, and it ends. I'm sure once, if Emmy has an NDA, once that ends, all hell breaking loose. All hell about to break loose when, when Emmy's NDA is up. Things that make you go, hmm. Yeah. Time's time's yep. clicking. Time's a ticking. But, so let's get into, from that, <laughs> from all that Noel talk, let's get into the Ian and Mickey of it all. I, again, really like this episode. It's an, it, it was yet another episode where Cameron was there and Ian was there, but he was like taking a step back and being the support. It's Ian being the supportive character in Mickey's story right now, instead of Mickey being the supportive character in Ian's story, like always. Yeah, it's the inverse of season five Ian Bipolar storyline. Yeah. It's like the complete mm-hmm. inverse of that, which is like fantastic. I um, I wish they would give it a little more emotional weight from scene to scene. Like not not the actors, like the writers, yeah. like spend a little more time on it because obviously Shameless is like gives us whiplash because they have different s- scenes every 50 seconds. Oh, but this this episode really gave me whiplash, especially with Mickey Ian scenes and especially with the Terry scene too. 
I liked the nuance of this, though. I like the nuance of it, of of Mickey recognizing, like, somebody has to take care of him. Nobody else is going to do it and feeling the responsibility. And Ian being like, why are you doing this? And and Mickey's like, what do you mean? It's family. I have to do this for family. Like, Like he's my fucking dad. The thing I realized, and me and Sebastian were talking about it when we were watching this, is that, like, it paints a big picture, especially for Frank's storyline and Terry's storyline, that, like, if you treat people like shit your entire life you don't give your family anything you just are just an asshole and you don't give and you don't actually be a parent when you're older and you're in need and you're sick and you have things going on those people are not going to be there to take care of you and support you like all of ian um all of mickey's uh like siblings and stuff all ran out at first i thought that Terry was gonna die from a freaking like his colonoscopy bag being like infected and stuff like that because it looked moldy yeah I mean and then you had that scene between Mickey and Ian where he was like when I'm old and I can't take care of myself like am I gonna have to worry about you abandoning me but it's like like Ian Ian did such a good balance this episode of being like you deserve better than this you don't have to do this but I understand that you're going to and I'm gonna help you yeah he called the agency he picked up the nurse he literally did he literally did the bear minimum and we're all like oh my god although i do wish like the pettiness in me of like when terry was like where's your butt buddy i just want them to say my husband just once this season like like i i need um i need a that's my husband moment like once or twice however that scene with Noel and Dennis, that scene with Mickey and Terry. Oh my fucked God. Me up. Once again, they give Noel three lines and two facial expressions and he fucking tears my heart out. It was so good. Well, cause he was basically what he was saying to him was, if you weren't gay, maybe I would have loved you. Yeah. And Mickey, yeah. the, the, if you weren't in a, if you weren't a, a homophobic racist guy who, who beat the shit out of me, like that part was so important to me to hear. For him mm-hmm, to be like, mm-hmm. not only are you just verbally and terribly the worst, you also fucking ruined me. But you tried to kill me. Yeah. Like, maybe you would have been an okay dad. And it's like, oh my god. It's one thing to be like, I am disappointed that you are gay, but obviously I'm not going to, like, turn my back on you. And it's another thing to be like, I am actively trying to kill you right now. Yeah. And it's one thing to be a shitty dad and not be present and be terrible in general to your family, but not in like the level of a way that Terry was because Terry was so garbage that everybody but the one loyal member of his family abandoned him. Frank was garbage and the whole fucking family flocks to him when he's sick. Like that's that's the difference. It's the dichotomy of the two. Yeah, it's like, it's cause it's not even about the idea of like, oh, well he cares about Terry. Like, yes, that's his dad, but really it's a testament to like Mickey's morals. Yeah. And how loyal Mm -hmm. and, like, kind-hearted he actually is. Because it's, like, over and over again, he proves that he is, like, fiercely loyal. Yeah. No matter who wrongs him, he is incredibly forgiving. And it's, like, ah! Yeah. Guys. Like, in that deleted scene from season four, when he's, like, I rocked um, my sister's boyfriend's shit because he beat her up. And he came, the initial reason he ever even came after Ian was because he heard Ian mess with Mandy and he needed to protect Mandy. And yeah. then when everything that happened with Ian, he was fiercely protective of Ian the whole time. When Ian's family and their house was in danger, even when Mickey and Ian weren't speaking, Mickey was protective of them. Like it's, it's just who he is, no matter how he's been wronged and that is why he and Dean Winchester would be best fucking friends. 
Sorry, they both mean the world to me. And this, but then, then comes the nun. The actual lord and savior of Shameless. This fucking nun. The, the editing. Did you guys catch where it was like, he walked in and saw Terry dead. First of all, the funniest tweet was somebody posting the picture of Terry dead and just writing. No, somebody just writing smack cam. Shout out to who, I can't remember the username, but shout out to whoever that was. Um, when they Mickey looking at Terry's dead body, that like face. holding back tears, the applause in the background from Liam's contest. <gasps> I did not notice that they cut. They cut the they 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 bled the sound in from the next scene where where they're at the competition and people are applauding for like the submission. And so Mickey is <laughs> like looking at his dead dad, like about to cry. Applause. Everyone cheered. That's another moment of like what you brought up last episode of them like just not letting moments breathe and not letting moments happen with like the background thing. But you know what though? I kind of like that one. That was kind of funny. See, it was a little funny, but I also like Noel is so good at heavy sad moments, and like I love. Also, I love that you could see Ian put his hand on Mickey's shoulder when when they ran into the house. Like you could see him be there and be supportive. I am upset that we didn't either get a reason that Ian left Mickey alone to deal with it or just another moment of Mickey after with with it all. Am I the only man one who's mad about how they killed off Terry? No, I loved it. I re- I I kind of was I was kind of mad in a way. Like I'm in the way that I'm glad he's dead, but I don't think his death was the closure the show needed or his character needed because like you had him go back and forth with all these uh like nurses for the whole episode and then for this random bitch to be like he's dead i was like i'm sorry he's what well she pulled a sheila which is kind of funny <laughs> i know i saw i saw your guys's messages but then i know there's like the whole thing now n- next episode is not even gonna be like oh terry it's gonna be like so what did pa- terry do in his past like what what was he up to but like i feel like it's gonna be such a beautiful moment of mickey just like I'm ready for Noel to do this. Like, I want... Whatever they let him do, I want to see it because, like, I feel like it's going to fuck me up. Like... Yeah, I... Well, I'm excited to talk about what I know about the next... The upcoming next episodes because Amanda knows this. I went kind of... I went kind of crazy. Lena went full detective at, like, three in the morning the other night. Well, okay, it was a time... There was the time change. It was actually two in the morning, first of all. Amanda, your message, you were like, it's three in the morning. Please go to sleep. You were like, hey, bestie go to sleep and i was like i will not actually so yeah like i understand why you're upset about the way they killed i was mostly happy that i was wrong that they weren't going to be the uh, they weren't going to do the terry is actually secretly been gay this whole time like i was so happy that that although maybe next week i'll get proven wrong who knows but who knows if we get to see mickey's mom because there's that screenshot of like a photo of like young terry with a woman and then they're on somebody's porch if we get to see Mickey's mom... Because it's like, I, like I wouldn't put it past Shameless to not remember that they said she was dead. But in season 10, they said she ran out. Well, but it's like she ran out and then she died. But So then it could be like, uh, she faked her death to get away from Terry. Because she hated Terry so much. Exactly. But like, I would give anything for Ian and Mickey to knock on that door and for it to open and just to look at Mickey and him go, mom? Like, I'd give anything for that. <laughs> Oh my god. Well, cause then cause then you could also get the the whole like this is my husband Ian. 
Yeah. But, like, I just want that moment for Noel. I just want... It's, I just want another fucking Dean Winchester moment when he saw his mom in the field at the end of season 12. Honestly, that's what I need. I, like, just, You are mentally ill. I am mentally ill! That house? People were like, maybe Ian and Mickey will move into that house. Well, because there's the rumor of Ian and Mickey looking to move to the west side. Yeah. Because I don't think they would just move into this if they go to this said lady's house. I don't think they're just going to be like, okay, we're going to move in, by the way. Yeah, but like, I would, I'd give anything for him to knock on that door, it open, and him be like, mom? Like, I would, I would give my life for that. Like, good. What if his mom's a lesbian? Winning. (laughs) We need one good lesbian on this show that, that gets to be here past episode eight. Please. We were supposed to get lesbian fiona but we all know what we got instead lesbian debbie the worst the worst but i just the ian and mickey storyline in this was like it there wasn't enough time there was never there's never been enough time of them and and i feel like carl and debbie storylines could have taken some hits in the scene department for like ian and mickey to have a little bit more time everybody else was pretty well balanced but there were so many debbie scenes that were like you could have cut that we didn't need to see that. We were good. That whole dumpster scene, we didn't need that. We could have just gotten the phone call and been like, oh, Debbie, we forgot. You are a bad mother. <laughs> yeah. Or have Sandy with Franny at the house and be like, you forgot to pick up your fucking kid from school. That's it. We, yep. Yeah, because if, like, so Franny's in school. Is Prince, like, is he, I, is he, he's supposed to be in school too. So was he, like, just chilling at the house all day? I don't know. Maybe he's in virtual school or whatever. Because, um, what's his face? picked him up in that morning royal no 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 he had an uber yeah sandy comes down in the beginning of the episode she's like there's an uber coming for this kid mm-hmm. oh i didn't oh i guess i miss her i didn't yeah. hear that royal royal probably had to work again so he was like i figured out where prince can go just send him in an uber or something yeah but it's like damn putting that little ass kid in an uber all by himself they've done worse I know, but it's like, I feel bad for him because he was a cute kid. I also would like to stake a personal um, vendetta against the shameless Twitter when they tried to make that a romantic thing when he put his arm around Franny. They were like, oh, new couple alert. And we're like, nope, he's actually just fucking comforting her. So maybe shut the fuck up. He's literally a kid. (laughs) No, because they both have psychopath moms. He was like, I'm sorry, you have to go through this too. Yeah. They're literally children. How about we not do that? Okay, thanks. Please and thank you, shameless Twitter. I'm also so mentally ill that I was watching the Grammys and Rain On Me got nominated and I lost my mind. It won. I know it won. I, my friend texted me today and I was like, all thanks to Shameless. I was like, all thanks to Shameless. Let's, it's fucking detective time. It is detective 1109 time. So I used to do this a lot for um, Always Sunny. On Always Sunny, what we would do because we didn't have a lot of like, because there was never really any content that came out like episode by episode. So what we would do was we would match the outfits from behind the scenes photos to clips we saw. So the outfit that Mickey wears in episode nine, first of all, he's not in any promo pictures. I'm assuming it's just like- Too spoilery. Well, and the only ones Ian are in is like in the in the house, like in the kitchen with everybody else. Um, and then the one with Debbie, which like not quite sure what it's going to be about, but- Is the episode eight going to be the one with them with the box and they're like cremating, they're like lighting yes. the box on fire? Yeah, same outfit. Um, so- it looks like episode 10, like around the time they were filming. That's the one where Kev goes to Louisville with Veronica to move in Carol. Uh, filming that day, it was just Tommy, Kermit, Ian, and Mickey in the bar. And and oh. Ian was behind the bar. 
in like all of the photos. So it's like, maybe they're working the bar for the day. Outfit wise, I think it matches up with Lip fighting Mickey. Uh, I, I did put together like the timeline on that one. So I think Lip and Mickey, this is just like my, my prediction. And if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. But this is for posterity. I think Lip and Mickey are going to fight in episode 10. Not sure what about. Probably either dead dad things or alcohol things. And then episode 11, because people were, because Amanda, the whole reason this started was because Amanda was pointing out to me like, oh, I think they cut that scene where Ian and Mickey are on the bed. Um, They didn't. So the outfit matches up with the filming of episode 11. <laughs> so he must be comforting him from Or maybe still issue. this. He could be grieving for two episodes. It also looks like in the in the clip that their room is a little bit packed up. So they're probably getting ready to move. Um, obviously, we don't have the description for episode 11 out yet, but they did not cut it yet. We don't need to worry. I am still a camo kiss truther. I am holding on to the camo kiss. Um, but that camo kiss, that definitely got cut. Oh, for sure. A hundred billion percent. If that does not come out in a deleted scene on the DVDs. Well, because that's the scene where they're like, that's the scene where he's like, like oh, Galovich security. He's like, that's fucking stupid. They probably cut it because they realized that that was a dumbest shit line. But they used it in all the fucking promos. <laughs> I know, but I hate when they bring ship names into the into the universe. I'm like, I cannot do this with you guys. It is like, it's embarrassing. They freaking on Riverdale. In Riverdale, they always talk about their ship names. I'm like, don't talk about your ship names, please. You're ruining, you're ruining it. It's embarrassing because nobody does that in real life, first of all. No one does that. Like, any significant other is not like, oh my god, so what is our names combined? Right? Like, it's just like, so they, yeah. Also, uh, the photo where uh, Noel was lifting Paris up. Like, throwing her? Yeah, also matches up with the filming of episode 11. Also, Paris crying and all of them comforting her. I can't take it. I actually can't take it. That was so sweet. Also, freaking Shinola just starting to chant Franny. I was like, girl, she has well, a name. Because <laughs> she's, she's so proud of playing Franny. That's probably why they were like, Franny. That's true. Anyway, that's all I got. Lip and Mickey are going to fight in episode 10. Ian's going to comfort Mickey in episode 11. Final final prediction. Well, I love that for us. Um, And I... Yeah. I liked this episode. I thought it was really good. It's not my favorite of the whole season, but like, thank God, mm-hmm. ding dong, the bitch is dead. Like, I'm, I'm so Everybody cheered. Happy. Literally. I'm so happy. And I just, I hope Noel gets to dig into some meaty shit in this next episode. Like, I hope, I hope it's good. I hope it doesn't mm-hmm. get played off for a yeah. laugh. While everybody else is having silly heist times, because it looked, because this is Frank's heist episode. So it's like, while everybody else is doing silly heist things. And like silly stealing motorbikes things, like the mob, they're doing the mob storyline this next episode. Uh, Mickey and Ian get to be sad. Yeah. So good, good little. So they're not the com- they're not the comedic relief this episode. Like they were last week. Like they were last week. So it's like okay, like we're getting a little bit of balance here. Yeah. Oh, I love this. I'm mm-hmm. I'm excited. I I'm like I cannot wait until the episode description for eleven comes out. I I just know because like episode eleven is always so good. It's gonna be like my favorite is that the um, is which one is that is that dnr or is 10 dnr no dnr is t- d- 10 is dnr so that's when frank gets his tat gets the tattoo um 11 mm-hmm. is the fickle lady is calling it quits no clue what the fuck that's a reference to i've never heard of it but it, it would seem like that's probably like a frank title isn't the old lady who lives next door to them still alive like the one whose house terry was in 
what if she is the fickle lady who calls it quits? What if she dies and then Ian and Mickey get that house because they left because she leaves the house to Terry? And what <gasps> if they get the house? Fair. Yeah. I feel like if she, I feel like, well, she probably knows Terry's dead at this point, right? She lives there. Uh, talking about the, just going back for a second because I remember seeing this, but talking about the Carl stuff, I think he's probably still going to be with the department in the last episode too. Because remember, we saw in the table read that uh, the older cop who's going to be. Uh, coming back to the season it was in the table read so i'm guessing he still is with them for for next episode because i know that they're on eviction squad together but maybe it's he like teams up with this older guy and is like we need to make a change so in conclusion we're very excited for the next few episodes this episode was very good uh debbie can get fucked carl is like on thin ice <laughs> ian and mickey things are getting beefy lip things are getting beefy Frank, things are getting beefy. Like, we like it here. And Shinola killed it this week. Shinola killed it this episode. Oh, I sent you guys my honorable mention. Okay, so my... Oh, okay. Standouts. So my standouts this week were Bill, Christian Isaiah, uh, Noel, and Mm -hmm. Ethan. Uh, and then my honorable mentions were Elise, Jeremy, and Kate. Yeah. And also Scott, Scott Michael. Shinola does, but she was a, she did a lot more behind the scenes. So like she gets credit for producing it. Right. So like, obviously my standouts for acting. Yeah. My standouts for everything else. Shinola is at the top of the list, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Christian Isaiah, man. Who was the other person you mentioned for honorable mention? I didn't hear the last one. Uh, Elise, Jeremy, Kate, and then Scott who plays Brad. Oh, nice. Honorable mention for him, too. I thought Brad, I thought Brad did a really good, like, his actor, he did a really good, uh, he was really good in this episode. That's all I got for you guys. Uh, let's get out of here, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never told you guys why I have to leave early. This is exciting. My sister, for five fucking years, I've been trying to convince her to start Shameless. She finally agreed. So I have to go yes! meet her. I have to go meet her to start the first episode. This is, like, the only time I could catch her. So... Fuck yeah, yeah, let's do it. Okay, so that is exciting. Start her on that journey and then point her toward the podcast. Yes. And all of you, thank you for listening. I'm sure I'm going to cut this down from an hour. Every- thank you for listening. We're excited to get into the rest of it. All of our socials of everything can be linked down in the in the description. If you want to give to our Ko-Fi, that would really be appreciative to help boost this up. I know it seems like we're begging for money, but we are. So... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it helps keeps us going so we're gonna get out of here thank you for everything thank you detective lena um we're excited for the rest of the season oh guys goodbye everybody bye goodbye